Good morning. It is the start. Loren McNabb, Greg Mackling with you. Brett McGarry returns on Monday. And Loren, I was stopping as I do every morning for my steep tea and looking out the window. It was raining. And then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, those are snowflakes. Yeah, it is normal and expected and yet... At 45 years old, every October, <laughs> I think to myself, why October? Why do you have to turn on me so? Like, it's just like you get that instant cold shoulder. It was a beautiful long weekend. Gorgeous out. Again, you know, it's coming. Yes. And uh, the husband, my husband comes into the house yesterday and says, it's doing something out there. I don't know if it's sleet or slaw or whatever, you know, like the phrase, <laughs> whatever you call it when it's that in between. And I just. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Well. As you say, it, it is expected, and of course, every time we talk about this, we will have at least one or two people text us. Get Come on, guys! It. Yeah, we are over <laughs> it. We're just sharing what we've seen, and I don't think we're alone in our exasperation about uh, snow at any time of the year, whether it's supposed to be here or not. And uh, yesterday, with that wind uh, shaking the leaves from the trees, how's your raking going? I have one tree in the front yard and three in the back that are still small and I just ignore the leaves. It's not enough to concern me. So should I? Uh, no, I'm leaving them. They're staying on the ground. All right. Fair enough. I was sharing with you. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring bring uh, bring our listeners behind the, the curtain here. Last night I was uh, collecting Brendan from football practice and I told him that we had some nice... We had some nice pasta left over from the night before. Oh, yeah, Dad, that was good. Uh, there's uh, lots left. Yep, for sure. Okay, good, because I'm starving. So bring him in the house, and he you know, does his thing, and um, I can hear something going in the microwave. And then he says, did you and Alexander have hot dogs tonight? I said, yeah. He goes, are there any left? I said, yeah, there's two left. So he goes into the fridge and he starts making hot dogs. I go, I thought you were having pa pasta. He, both? I am, he says. <laughs> uh, so he had both suppers at once I last mean, they're, night. They're growing boys. They're teenagers. So I get it. But there is something about this. T it's like you're fattening yourself up for the winter. It starts to get cold out and you think, oh, I just I, you know need what? I like never, a little extra. I hadn't thought about no, that. No, I think there's something psychological as soon as it cools down. You, you you might even change what you eat, you know, like it's the pastas and the chilies and the shepherd's pies and the, the lasagnas and all those things that you kind of felt guilty eating in the summer. Like you should barbecue, you should have a salad with that. You should sit outside. Now it's like, no, I need some carbs. We're prepping for hibernation. Yeah, we're like, we're hunkering down. It's tur It's happening, people. <laughs> Are you getting ready for a hibernation? 204-780-6868. And for all the fun that we're going to have today, of course, there are some serious issues we have to broach. And at the top of the list are next in our series of conversations about the issues that are top of mind for most Winnipeggers as we head towards our civic election October 26th. We've been having discussions on very specific topics for the last couple of weeks. And today, Loren, it's homelessness. I think that there are thousands of Winnipeggers who drive to work every day, go to pick up their groceries, go out to do their daily business, and will at least once a day pass someone on the street that you know is either vulnerable or lives on the street. The numbers are growing. We know that. And it connects with everything. You, you, we talk about homeless in bus shelters, homeless in tent camp 
treatments, homeless and what to do about it uh, and how do we help. And so it's not just for the mayor to answer, but we have people who want to lead this city. So how would they answer questions on homelessness? And then what can we all do to help? It just it just happens to tie in with something else we're doing today, Greg, which is a wonderful initiative we've been doing for years here at Chorus at CJOB and Power 97 and Peggy and Global Knickers and Kickers Day. So from noon until 6.30 p.m., we'll be at Kildonan Place Mall. That's in the South parking lot collecting donations of new underwear and socks in Loren. This is an annual event, something that we did virtually for a couple of years, but Winnipeggers always step up. And, you know, we we don't like to be... Uh, how do I want to say this? We don't like to be directing you one way or the other in your generosity, but today... Knickers and kickers. Knickers is in capital letters. Yeah, the focus is on the underwear this year. I think we all, I don't know why, maybe we all just turn to the socks when we go to donate. Maybe it's easier to buy. Are you not sure what kind of underwear to get? There's no wrong underwear. Get the kickers, but also think about the knickers. So the the need is, the greater need is for the underwear. And so if you come down in person, you can donate there. You can also have a chance, as we've referenced, to win tickets to Brian Adams' concert or a bomber game. You can sign up for that. And if you can't get down there to personally donate today. You can also go uh, to Siloam Mission's Amazon wish list. You just go to siloam.ca. If you can't come out and donate, you can go there and purchase something that route to help the folks at Siloam because we know the need is immense and we're going to hear plenty about that later today. It is the start. I'm Greg Mackling along with Loren McNabb. Brett McGarry returns to the studio on Monday. Brett, if you're listening, go back to bed. Just do it. I know it's the. it looks like the middle of the night and you're a night owl, but it, it's really the morning. Uh, Loren, not always proud about how we get to the topics that we discuss in this segment. Why? We, I'm we, proud of it. Are you really? Yes, we took a couple turns this morning. Okay, we were, we okay. Were... Walk, walk our listeners through uh, how we got on the topic we're going to discuss this morning. I come in every morning and go on a number of websites to check what's being talked about in the world, you know, and it could be uh, our competitors, it could be Global Mail, it could be National Post, CNN, it could be Fox, CBS, you know, and you scroll through the headlines and we were chatting about what we were going to chat about. And I don't know why one of us were like, let's check TMZ or people.com or see what the celebs are up to. Turns out Cher's home's being sold. She bought it for $2 million 30 years ago. It's now being sold for $85 million in Malibu. Cher, the singer. And then you just turned to a story about your mom and her love of Cher. Yep, my mom was obsessed with Cher. I've been to the front gates of that house in Malibu because of my mom's obsession. That was in 1991. The first time we went to California in 1976, we found her home in Beverly Hills. My mom went to Toronto seven months pregnant to see Cher, waited in line overnight at the old Winnipeg Arena to get tickets the first time she came back to Winnipeg for in forever and a day. So that compulsion... And my mom, once upon a time, thought she was going to get to meet Cher. It fell through sort of at the last minute. So that's a roundabout way in getting to our contest this morning. Four tickets. Boo at the Zoo. It's a family four-pack. We want to send you with your stories of interactions, pilgrimages with regards to celebrities or maybe accidental interactions with famous persons, either imagined or real. So if you haven't got one... Who would you like to bump into at uh, Tim Hortons or, you know, 
accidentally bump into them uh, outside their house because you're semi-sort of celebrity stalking. Let's go around the horn here and start with uh, Cam Poitras. Uh, well, we, the, the wife and I saw Michael Buble, uh, last week, which was a fantastic show. And he did this awesome number, uh, where he did like a medley of Elvis Presley songs, uh, which I, I felt like there was several highlights throughout the show, but that might've been the best one. Um, and so, yeah, we, you know, and my, my wife is a huge Elvis fan and, uh, yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, we got to go to Graceland and check this whole thing out and, uh, you know, sort of make the pilgrimage to Memphis and yeah. And I, I'm a big Tennessee fan. I love Nashville. So you know, maybe we'll go to Nashville. Maybe you'll throw New Orleans in there too. Ooh. Who knows? But uh, yeah, definitely want to get to um, definitely want to get to to Graceland. You see, you never know who you might bump into there because so many of the today's biggest artists were influenced by Elvis, and they make silver, similar pilgrimages. So that might out might work out more than you could imagine. Cam, awesome. I endorse like your idea to trip. go to Tennessee 100%. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, That's what you get, like this needs. great brass band. and Oh, yeah. I'm just going to follow you in a car yeah. on your, your, your lovely vacation with your wife. Hi, Cam. Oh. Yeah, you're just gonna you're gonna be in the next booth over there. So what you guys have? Every day. Oh yeah. Imagine meeting you Chicken here. Fried steak, eh? What uh, what route are you taking? What uh, where next, buddy? Loren doing oh. her own celebrity stocking of, <laughs> of Cam Poitras. Yeah. Yeah. Floor three, eh? Yeah. Room forty six. I'm oh. right there across the hall. I can hear you all night. Jeff, Jeff Braun, save us oh. from this. Um, I may have run into Hillary Swank this summer. What? Uh, two-time Oscar winner. She was in the city shooting yes. something. I remember reading that, right? And um, I go for a walk every day, and a lot of days I'm out in Charleswood. I, I head on down to the Hart Trail, which is a big, giant, long trail that runs from Shaftesbury to the perimeter in Charleswood. And I was out for a walk on a weekend morning, and a couple of people passed me. And just the way the woman sort of looked at me, but also like tried to avert looking at me, which is, I mean frankly, not uncommon when I pass people on the street, but it, it, she sort of gave the sense of like, uh, you know, please don't stare at me or please don't recognize me kind of thing. And, and she kind of looked like Hillary Swank. And it, uh, I was just kind of shocked at first. And I kept walking. And I was like, was that Hillary Swank that just walked by me? And I was like, well, if she's shooting here and, you know, maybe they, instead of, you know, putting her up at a hotel, maybe she rented a house in Charleswood for a few weeks or a month or however long she was in town. So I was like, that's not out of the realm of the possibility, but uh, I have no way to confirm that. There might just be a lady in Charleswood that sort of looks like Hillary Swank. So it's a mystery. I would take it and run with that. Great story, Jeff. What about you, Forche? You see, I've never met a celebrity. Like, never? Well, like, I ran into, like, at the old building when we uh, had people in, there's, you know, a few people who you'd see and be like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Uh, but me personally, no, I've never really ran into a celebrity. But somebody who I'd like to meet, like who I have a huge crush on, is Emma Watson, who played Hermione Granger in Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 I would have so many questions. Like that, That's just, it's a great movie series. So I'd have so many questions about that. Plus, I, I just think she's gorgeous. Kenny Boyce, if you're listening this morning, is Emma Watson going to be filming a movie in Winnipeg? Please let us know for uh, Jeff Forche. And then uh, he'll be walking the same trails as Braun in the, uh, you know, in the off chance that they bump into one another. What about you, uh, McNabb? Well, Forche is making a great point right now that if you have someone you would love to meet or talk to, be ready with those questions because you might run into them and then just find yourself speechless. I 
have been a huge Wayne Gretzky fan my pretty much my whole life. And during the, I think it was 2005 World Juniors when the, the, they were being played in Grand Forks, Canada won the gold medal. But at some point during the game, they say, and look who's here, you know, Wayne Gretzky. And he waves from one of the boxes. And so as the game ends and everyone's like going down to the ice and looking to congratulate the players or, you know, just like stand there and take photos, I race around the rink to where I'm pretty sure the box was that Wayne Gretzky's in, climb up to the second level. Then as I see him move out of the box to the other side, hoist myself into the box like some sort of heist, you know, like I'm, I'm about to break into the, and I rise through the box to the other side, tap Gretzky on the shoulder. And he's completely shocked. Like, how did I get through here? Plus also like, where are the security? I don't know. <laughs> and I get to him and I'm like, oh, oh, I love you so much. <laughs> like, like, or something. I don't even remember what I said. It was just creepy and weird. And I'm there. And then I chuck a camera to whoever's in and around Please can I get a picture? He's very kind, very gracious, but I didn't I didn't have anything to say. And then I lost that camera like two weeks later. No. And so, I, so I never had that photo. No. I had this whole thing go down. And I just it was just weird and creepy. And I thought afterwards, I did run into him then a few years later at the Olympics in Vancouver. And again, just in a full panic, chucked the camera at my husband, told him I was, I was a huge fan, loved what he did for the game. He told me to calm down, I think were his words. Like, you, it's like you take it easy. I'm not going anywhere. You know, take your time as I'm like giving my husband this explicit, please take a good picture. And again, didn't have a good conversation with him. You need to be ready, people. So you had to a meet. test run. I had a test run, failed, got a second chance, failed. Be ready, people. I don't know how you're not on the list. Like, how is security people didn't have a picture? Yeah. I feel like he saw me coming and he's like, I feel like I've seen this crazy redhead before. <laughs> 657. Thanks for all the great stories, friends. If you were supposed to be up at 7 and you pressed the snooze... Your alarm's going to go off again in two minutes, so you might as well get up now. It's Mackling. McNabb, McGarry returns on Monday. Thanks for spending some time with us on this Thursday morning. 780-6868, your stories of celebrity interaction, forced, imagined, or otherwise. One of our listeners, Jackie, saying my husband worked as security for movies made in Winnipeg. He introduced me to Patrick Swayze, Loren. He kissed me on the cheek. I thought I was going to faint. He also signed a movie poster for me. I still have it along with the memory. And Jackie, have you washed your face since? Mm. And Corey says, years ago, my buddy and I went to see the Bombers play in Toronto. And on our flight, I sat beside Burton Cummings. We talked and I thought he was a great person. Very lucky. P.S. The Bombers won that game too. And yes, you can meet that celebrity or, or that person you'd always love to meet and talk to. But then... How were they? How did you treat them? How did they treat you? That's always part of it because sometimes meeting your heroes is not all it's cracked up to be, Greg. That's a really good point. So share with us your stories, celebrity interaction, real, imagined, or otherwise, 204-780-6868. We want to see you to see Boo at the zoo. And, uh, Loren, we can plan out our morning as specifically and exactly as we'd like, but every once in a while we get a curveball, including something that just came over and through our email with regards to crime, a new Angus Reid survey. Yeah, and we've been talking about crime for weeks now, but this week we we spoke to the mayoral candidates about crime, and we're going to speak them to them later today about 
the homeless situation in Winnipeg. And when it comes to crime, a new poll from Angus Reid finds that concerns over crime are climbing to a decade high. Confidence in the RCMP has plummeted below the majority and that 55% of Canadians say they don't trust the criminal courts in their province. And so some interesting numbers from Angus Reid about people's feelings on crime. And, and in contrast to that, Canadians are more concerned about crime, according to this poll, but the same number of Canadians who have been a victim of crime, well, that number's the same now as it was a few years ago. So we might be feeling more concerned, but are more of us actually being harmed by crime? We'll continue that conversation throughout the day. Yeah, and of course, crime and public safety seems to be at the top of the list of concerns in our city. Mayoral candidates have come out and said, it's uh, it's my top priority uh, to get this under control, to do what we can do in our community. Once again, we ask the question, is there, you know, that idea of misery loves company? We're not alone in this in Manitoba. I don't know if that makes it any worse or any better. But as you mentioned, Loren, we will discuss this more throughout the day. We start this hour with regard to housing. We know there are, there are many of you that have been priced right out of the housing market over the past couple of years. Today, we have new numbers that show the market is cooling, but the question is how much and where might it go? So for context, last year at this time, the aggregate price of a detached home was $351,000. It climbed to $392,000 earlier this year. But now a report from Royal Plage says prices are dropping. The aggregate price of a home in Winnipeg now sits at $372,000. For more, we're joined by Michael Fraze of Royal LePage. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, thanks for taking the time. What did the numbers say to you? Because compared to last year, um, they're still up. The prices are still going up, but just not at the pace, I think, that we've seen in previous quarters. Yeah, so really, I think this is a story of perspective, Um, you know, and it's really how far back do you kind of want to look over your shoulder to really get that perspective. If we look at, you know, going back to the beginning of this year, 2022, it was like a rocket ship in the first half of the year, and we really peaked in May. And then since May, uh, average sale prices and uh, market activity has generally slowed since June. It kind of hit the brakes, and it's slowed every month since June. And so you can look at that and say, oh, my gosh, you know, prices are falling since May. Absolutely. But you're still ahead of where you were in 2021 at this time last year, uh, as well as, you know, 2020, 19, et cetera. So we're still doing very well on that front. But uh, it's easy to feel sometimes the pressure of a slowing market. And especially since it's come, prices have come down since May, um, you know, that gets a lot of the headlines. That's kind of what you feel at your home. But uh, just look a bit further back and we're in good shape. Michael, I, I pay a close attention to the housing market and certain areas of the city in particular. My realtor sends me uh, these automatic uh, listings that come out. And over the last year and a half, I would say up until about six months ago, those emails were extremely rare. Now I'm getting one, two, sometimes three of those a day. So a lot more homes coming on the market as well. Is that is that helping alleviate some of that pricing stress? Absolutely. So inventory is a really interesting topic because we are we have a climbing inventory. So it's really just it's for it, the numbers aren't exact, but they're pretty approximate or pretty close. We're basically we have a thousand more homes for sale today than we did this time of last year. So we've got more inventory. Like I've been seeing your emails have been picking up. Uh, there's more selection, but we're still a thousand listings shy of where we were pre-pandemic and where we normally carry at this time of year. So that's that's kind of been the story. It's like we're, it's coming back. Inventory is coming back. Um, as sales are slowing. So when you have rising inventory, slower sales. That's supply and demand. You know that relationship means you know prices have been softening. 
but we're still not at the inventory where we normally are. So we still have a ways to go before we get fully back to pre-pandemic levels. So um, it, it's, it's an interesting comeback story. What's the forecast then, Michael, as we look you know, to the next quarter to look to 2023 in terms of where we think prices might go? So where we predict prices are going to go, it's going to kind of be um, this. We're going to continue the soft landing. We've already seen into September, October. Um, you know, the prices aren't dropping month over month as much as they were. Uh, we kind of seem to be entering that soft landing period now. And it's probably going to look like what most winters look like. Every, every fourth quarter, every winter in Winnipeg, you know, it gets cold. It's snow. Uh, our, our market activity slows. Prices tend to drop a little bit. Uh, for the rest of the fourth quarter. And then typically we'll start to see that little bump up in spring there. So we still are forecasting that we'll finish about 3% ahead of where we were in the fourth quarter of last year. Michael Fraze of Royal LePage, we thank you for your time, your insight into this. Uh, we will r- remain in contact with you uh, on this ever-evolving situation with housing, housing prices in our part of the world. Thanks again. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Thanks. 7.14 on this Thursday morning. Loren, I- I don't really stress out about the value of the of the housing that I'm seeing because I'm not really planning on moving anytime soon. So so the price is the price is the price. And that's for you. And that's probably uh, for a lot of people. But if you're in this market, uh, there might be uh, an appetite to to maybe finally try and find something. Well, you might have been holding off for a couple of years now. Right. Just kept thinking to yourself, it's got to change. Right. It's got to change. But keeping in mind, even as it cools, that house that you could have bought. A year ago, it still costs more today, right? The waiting doesn't always benefit you if you're trying to get into the market. And if you're getting out of the market and downsizing, you're still doing pretty well on that sale for most homes. We'll take a pause when we come back. A story of uh, one of Canada's... uh it's the most controversial, yeah, controversial div- celebrity, controversial celebrity. There it is. When we return, we want your Mouth, stories. Divisive. Anyway, yes. Yes, this is the time of the week. We take a trip outside the Perimeter Highway and learn a little more about the fantastic places all over our province. This morning, we want to take a trip to Cook's Creek. And our guest, to tell us a bit more about what's going on there, Sloan Newton. Good morning, Sloan. Good morning. So Cook's Creek, northeast of Winnipeg, give me a kind of a sense of where I'd be going. And are you, are you seeing any snow there? No snow yet, but uh, yeah, if you head about about 15 minutes uh, northeast of the perimeter, um, we're east of Birdtail Park, north of Oakbank, um, in uh, our little town of Cooks Creek here. For, for uh, what do you what do you like about living there, Sloan? Uh, well, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of like horse country out here, right? Where we're near Birdsell Park, and you know, we've got our uh, little heritage museum, and probably most famous for the uh, the uh, grotto at the uh, Greek Orthodox Church. Um, and the people out here are, are great, of course. Uh, just building a sense of community out here. Uh, it's you know, it's it's peaceful. You wake up in the morning and can look outside and, and, you know, see the birds and the deer and, you know, look up at the sky at night and see the stars and not inhibited by the, by the, le- the, the lights of, you know, a big city. So it's like, it's like camping every day. <laughs> Is your house for sale? I, I'm sold. <laughs> That's a good sales pitch, yes. 
Yeah, no, not not at this time. Sorry. <laughs> all right, that's fine. So last week we were discussing fall suppers taking place all you know taking place all over Manitoba over the next little while. And Sloan, you texted us in to tell us about your event, which takes place on Saturday in Cooks Creek. So we thought we should just have you on the air to tell us about your community dinner and pie auction. Why don't we start there? What is a pie auction? Absolutely, yeah. So um, we have a dinner and pie auction planned for this Saturday, October 15th. Uh, we have a catered dinner. Uh, we'll be serving uh, a pork dinner with all the sides and, of course, pie and ice cream and whipped cream, of course, for the pumpkin pies. And then we are going to have a live auction. So we have a professional auctioneer coming, uh, volunteering his time to join us and auction off. We have over 50 pies donated from the community members, which is fantastic. And uh, we'll be uh, doing a live auction, uh, uh, raising funds for the community center. So what? tell us about the community center. It's, a, it's the Raise the Roof pie auction. What's it in need of? Is it, is it a roof? Uh, the Raise the Roof pie auction actually occurred about four years oh, ago. Oh, okay. I'm looking um, at the wrong date here then. Yeah, no, that's okay. There was a building expansion that happened at that time, and we've now got a nice big uh, hall, which can hold, you know, 400 people. We were able to have socials there now and large community events. How can people get tickets before we let you run, Sloan? Yeah, so you can go to cookscreekcc.ca, so it's Cooks Creek Community Club, and uh, tickets are on sale only until noon today, so get them quick. Uh, we're going to have a fun evening on Saturday, and the doors open at 5 p.m. Outstanding community dinner and pie auction in Cook Street. Sloan Newton, our guest this morning. Sloan, best of luck with the event on Saturday. Tickets on sale till noon today. you got to get your numbers in. We appreciate your time very much. Have a great day out in God's country. Thank you so very much. Greg Mackling, Loren McNabb with you today. Brett McGarry returns on Monday, one day before Friday. And Loren, I think a lot of us are ready for a weekend, despite the fact for many of us, some of us at least, it's a shorter work week. Yes, I'm ready for it. But I was ready for it Monday as the long weekend ended. So here we are. <laughs> At least you're honest about yep. that take. Uh, the text messages at 780-6868. Uh, three things really dominating right now. One is the snow that you're seeing. And even though this is not unusual, many of you are not happy about it. We're also getting your text messages about your celebrity interactions, planned, accidental, or otherwise, for your opportunity to win four tickets to Boo at the Zoo. That runs until the end of the month. And also reaction to our conversations with budding and or now politicians, uh, Scott Gillingham, who's been a city councillor, now wants to be mayor. Robert Falcon Willette, former MP, wants to be your mayor. And your feedback on our conversations about homelessness this morning. Please keep those text messages coming. And we want to give those tickets away. And we also want to know what's going on around Manitoba weather-wise. And the weather maybe is fitting today, Loren, because it may give us further cause for pause. Mm -hmm. As throughout the day here on 680 CJOB, you're going to be hearing from not only leading mayoral candidates and their thoughts on how to address homelessness in Winnipeg, but... 
We'd like to hear from you. How would you help? How, what can you do to help? And today, as this weather turns on us, there's a pretty simple idea to put your hand up, put your hand out to help out. It's our annual Knickers and Kickers campaign. Starting at noon, we'll be out at Kildonan Place Mall, ready to take your donations. I'll be there around 1230. And joining us to explain more about what's going on, Katarina Kleiman, Manager of Donor and Corporate Relations. Good morning, Katarina. Good morning, Lauren. So I think we want to first just get a check-in on how the people you work to help are doing because it is cold out there. It's going to be increasingly cold in the days ahead. What are you hearing from your clients? Well, it is, uh, as you said, it's definitely getting colder. And uh, a day like today is uh, extra difficult uh, with the weather, with the snow, with the rain. And when you do not have anywhere to go except our drop-in and our shelter, that's where you will spend the day. And uh, we serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day, 365 days a year, and uh, about 500 meals every time. So it's about 1,500 meals. And uh, we do what we can, and we do what we can with the help of all generous uh, Winnipeggers and people outside the city. And we certainly couldn't do what we are trying to do if we didn't have the support of um, the general community. So for that, we are so grateful. Katarina, it's Greg here. And I'm an entrepreneur uh, at heart and growing your client base is something that most businesses want to do. Most organizations want to do. Uh, that's not necessarily the goal at Silo Mission. More clients is is not good. Uh, has there been an increase in the number of clients you're seeing at Silo Mission? It's been pretty steady uh, over the last couple of years. We did the numbers go down. It went down uh, during COVID a bit because people were uh, not comfortable spending time indoors. Uh, just like uh, all of us, we try to w- avoid uh, big gatherings. And, of course, our drop-in is a gathering place. It's a community. It is where people come to hang out. So that did, um, the numbers did go down during COVID, but we are sadly back up. And uh, it is uh, full. Our shelter is full. Our drop-in is full. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's sad, but we do what we can. So in doing what we can today, how can we help? If people are listening in and they want to participate in the Snickers and Kickers campaign, what's the ask? What can they do, Katerina? So for Snickers and Kickers, it is actually our eighth year. I couldn't believe it. We uh, did this for the first time back in 2015. And uh, so I cannot believe that we're on our eighth year already. We have uh, so far to, over the years, collected almost 14,000 pairs of underwear and almost 29,000 pairs of socks. And uh, we need more. Uh, We need more this year. Underwear and socks are always uh, a desperate need for our community. We have... um, almost 500 visits to our clothing room every single week Mm -hmm. and each individual who comes to the clothing room can uh, pick out what they need 
and that includes two pairs of socks and a pair of underwear. And uh, but we need more. We need stock the shelves. We uh, need to fill the bins. It's a always, always an urgent need. And uh, the easiest thing for anyone who uh, might not be close to Kildonan Park Shopping Centre is to go on our Amazon wish list. It's uh, siloam.ca slash wish list. It will take you straight to the Amazon uh, site. And there you can shop, uh, purchase underwear, socks, and it will actually be sent straight to us. You do not have to get off the couch. We try to make uh, it as easy as possible. And uh, the uh, bonus is that uh, once we receive the uh, package from Amazon, we will issue you a tax receipt for that donation for the value. If you are out and about today, uh, we will be at Caldonan Place in the parking lot close to Regent. That's the south parking lot. There'll be a big siloam flags and a, a CJOB tent. And we will be collecting uh, underwear and socks uh, there from noon till about six tonight. So please uh, either stop by KP or visit our Amazon wish list. Or if you are somewhere else and if you prefer to buy local, which is, of course, wonderful, then uh, donations can be dropped off at Siloam from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. every single weekday. And our shipping and receiving is at the back of our building facing Henry Street. So different options. And, of course, if you just want to make a monetary donation, we'd be happy to accept that as well. So different options. Manager of Donor and Corporate Relations, Katerina Kalman, joining us. Silo Mission, noon till 6. Uh, we will be 680 CJOB taking turns uh, out there. So come by and say hi. And Katerina, we thank you for doing that outstanding rundown of not only the resources required, but what's going on at Silo Mission uh, today as we initiate our annual Knickers and Kickers event. Thank you very much and uh, likely see you this afternoon. Thank you so much for all you do for us. Take care. 911.